I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is that? That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sport's important. July is GA month now and we just need to get used to that fact. This month we have four Ireland semi-finals, two Ireland finals in the men's while the Camogie and Women's Football Championships build to their crescendo. And September just ain't what it used to be anymore. That is a fact reflected in this week's Taster menu from the Second Captain's World Service. Kilkenny and Limerick will meet again in this year's All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final and when we were discussing their win over Galway with Jamie Wall and Malachy Clerkin, I suggested the John Kiley paul Kinnerk managerial axis showed once again with their first half interventions while Nicky Quaid was down getting some treatment that they're the best in-game managers the GEA has ever seen. The players are among the best managers of a game and the best appreciators of what a game needs that we've seen for an awful long time. Um, to me, what what really stood out um, about them on Saturday was the personalities that they have. And, like, not to dwell on the Nicky Quaid thing, I... I, I what amazes me, I wrote something about this on Monday and got, got a load of shit online from Limerick people who thought I was criticising Nicky Quaid. The, the, the point about stopping the game when the game is going against you, it literally turned the game Limerick's way. It's, uh, why they, <laughs> it's not a bad thing that he did. He did exactly what the game needed at exactly the time the game needed it. Uh, I was live blogging this game for for the Irish Times website. Um, the score when Nicky Quaid uh, stopped the game was one twelve to one six. Uh, there had been thirty one shots in twenty four minutes. It was an insane level of shooting, scoring. The game was completely relentless on both sides. Nicky stopped the game and there wasn't a score for six minutes. Limerick needed that game to stop being so relentless because it was suiting Galway. Galway were being braver than they had been against Limerick last year. They were getting the ball into the full forward line quicker, better. They were getting Conor Whelan into the game. Uh, and Limerick were able to... And again, I think this is the force of the personalities involved. You take Nicky Quaid, you take Willow Donoghue, you take Kyle Hayes, 
You take Tom Morrissey, Darrow Donovan. These guys who are, look, this is the prime of their life. These are the days of their life. And they are living it on the hurling pitch and they are reaching their absolute pinnacle and they understand what games need. They're not, you know, they they don't let games sort of pass them by. And when games are passing them by, they're able to decide, right, we need to do this, we need to do that. Uh, you could see from behind the goal, I actually watched the, the tape from behind the goal in that sort of minute and 26 seconds or whatever that uh, the game was stopped for. Like, Kylie was out bending over the sideline. Four of the Limerick players, as soon as the referees sort of stopped the game, sort of started walking towards the sideline. Uh, the two midfielders kind of met and started, you know, talking to each other and kind of trying to figure out. You could see, like, they were figuring out in real time what is going wrong here. Look, a minute and 20 seconds is nothing. It's absolutely nothing. But that, to answer your question, Murph, that ability in that minute, to use that minute and 20 seconds to look around, to organise where we need to be, to change what we're doing here. It's fantastic. It's really fantastic. And and I just kind of, <laughs> I was very tickled by the fact that, that Limerick supporters were so outraged at people pointing out that Limerick stopped the game. Like, Limerick had to stop the game. The game was going against them. They were, Galway were, were implementing everything that they wanted to do. And in the time after the game stopped, Limerick won, what, 118 to six points or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I asked a question about Canerca and Kylie because, you know, Jamie, you look at the kind of the, the teams, the dominant teams of the last, say, 20 or 30 years, and it's like, Manic, get the team to a pitch. You know, like Cody's Kilkenny, Jim Gavin's Dublin, get the teams to an exceptional pitch, prepare them magnificently beforehand, weight of numbers off the bench. That's kind of how they built their dynasties. This Limerick thing, maybe it's different because it's Limerick and it's not one of the like, you know, the hugely resourced counties, you know, that like Kilkenny will always have hurlers, Dublin will always have footballers. Um when it's Limerick and you look at how little the team has changed actually from the 2018 final to the starting team in the final this year, that it has to be different. You know, that you have to be a little bit more innovative with the, the players that you have. Trust those players more. They're, you know, they're exceptionally gifted. You know, oftentimes if you're, if a player's having a bad game, you'll just look at the sideline and go, right, okay, it's Aidan Fogarty's time or Kevin McMenamin's time or whatever, you know. Um, whereas with this Limerick team, that ability to change what's, change the dynamic without changing the team, that, that that's how that's kind of grown. Yeah, well, well, just uh, for let the record state that uh, when we said they're about n- not the best resourced counties, uh, they're fairly well resourced, I'd say. Sorry, in, in certain, <laughs> I would say in certain numbers. ways, Play- play, yeah. playing population. Yes, okay, granted. Um, <laughs> yeah, like thank you for that clarification. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's just too many dark, like Aractus hearings. I'm, I'm really like tuned into to the world of kind of uh, getting things right and on the record. Um, <laughs> Diego or in the dock later, I think, but. Um, so yeah, no, look like they are, and like they they use 
they've they've made they've absolutely got the max out of what they what they have like you know being like I do think that they are they're bringing along players but like you said they don't have the huge player base that others have but like you know David Reedy is now finally starting games you know Mal you had the stat for us last year that he'd played four All-Ireland finals and worn the same number in all of them and you know he's now breaking in like by the way David is David's a year younger than me like I played in college with David he's 30 years of age this year you know <laughs> breaking into the team um, but then you've like you've Cahill O'Neill coming you know they brought on Connor Boyle in there who's you know again he's not he's not a child by any means but like he's he's kind of new into that team but then as well they brought on Graham Mulcahy and he's making a huge contribution still and, and Graham is 34 this year do you know um, or sorry, sorry, 33 this year. Like you said, they've gotten a max out of that core group of about 20, 22 players. But like people have talked as well about about Canark's coaching and how much you know decision making is done within his coaching too. Like you know, there's there's very little, by the way, of very little to none. I'd say by the way of drills or any of that stuff. Like it's game based. It's challenging players to actually think within a game and under savage pressure, and then you just see them figure that out in games. And like you know. I I listen to to Paul Paul Flynn and and Michael Murphy a lot when they're on with you like and I remember last year the year before Paul spoke about how hard it is to get messages on to the field in Croke Park in real time as a player he basically was kind of like you're basically on your own out there like you know it's it's what you can figure out as a group because it's he said like you know half time is the only time that that management can really impact to a degree so I kind of agree with Mal's point that like it's as much their players you know but then is 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 it to be an in-game manager in the GA is that you know is the point of that is that you actually create players and empower players that can actually make these kinds of decisions and sort shit out themselves like that's that's the real beauty of it like but even you know the camera pans over to Kinnark and Kylie every now and then like and you know it's funny like even you know they're they're Kinnark and Kylie you know they're not John Kyle yeah. would say like, like you know Derek Ling has done such an unreal job taking over from Brian Cody you know singular figures you know Alex Ferguson figures like whereas like you know Kinnark and Kylie is a it's they're, they're a thing like you know um, but like you know the camera pans over and you see Kinnark there with his with his glasses and he's just writing something down the sheet and you're just like you know he could be drawing a picture of like you know, like he could be doodling for all we know, but he just looks mm. intimidatingly intelligent. Like you're kind of nearly looking at it, like thinking, like, oh, he's definitely figuring something out now, and I'm goosed later on. Like, I know it's <laughs> yeah. just an act, like, because like I never know what fellas be writing down during the games. It's so hard to actually think straight at all. Like, but like that is look, like he's a supremely intelligent man. Like I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times around Jewel when he's doing his um doing his PhD. Like, and he's just like you know, he's just his brain is 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 miles ahead of most lads when it comes to hurling and that so but I think it's more what they do in the six months leading into a game that kind of creates that in-game management than the than the 60 minutes of the game yeah um, so for all that goalless plan A worked goalless plan A was then rumbled Mal it's you know it's the lack of the plan B then you know we would have spoken about this with the dubs you know in the again to bring it back to the dubs I mean and that's where this is the rarefied air that Limerick are now uh, breathing but you know that the plan A could got you to half time but you, what you actually needed to do then was come out of half time with a plan B and Gola just weren't able to do that you know that there was I saw Morris Brosnan writing in the Irish Examiner um, Gola tried one short puck out with a move through the lines in the second half Tom Monaghan got a point from it they didn't try it again that the puck out was rumbled 
and they just didn't have the wherewithal. And, you know, you can take short puckouts and, you know, you can try and move it through the lines, but the, the pressure tells eventually. So it's, it, it doesn't happen in a vacuum, but it was just that that lack that Galway had. And, I mean, a lack, again, it's, you know, you you gave Limerick a punch in the face and they didn't go down. And that's, I think that's you know, the point. Yeah. yeah, I think this is the point, Murph. You know, I think... And look, I'm I'm as guilty of this as 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 anybody. Like all, all year, we, when we've been looking forward to Limerick matches, or looking forward to the championship, or looking forward to the league in general, or looking forward to anything, I've I think I've been trying to find ways that that Limerick can be got at and what have you. Like everything that if if you were of malign intent towards Limerick, and I am not, but if you were. Uh, Every hurdle that you could possibly throw in front of Limerick has been thrown in front of them uh, this year. Um, you know, Kane Lynch has not played well. Uh, Declan Hannan, who has missed his third game of his inter-county career. Uh, Sean Finn, the best defender in the country, is missing the championship. Aaron Gillan wasn't part of the panel at the start of the season. And they're grand. They find a way. They are an exceptional sports team. There's just no, you, you know, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. You, you you can spend your time drilling into what Galway did wrong and all of this, and they're just not as good as them. They're not as good at what we're talking about, managing games and sensing what is wrong. They're also, they also don't have the personalities. They don't have anybody who scores the point that Kyle Hayes scored, that where he ran, whatever, 50, 60 yards with getting hit by Hurleys with two slash three Galway players hanging out of him and then scooping the ball over the bar at the end of his run. And never at any stage thinking, I'm going to check back here and see is there somebody backing me up so that he, he can have the responsibility of scoring. No, I'm going to run. I have this insane physical... Um, uh, personality this insane fitness and strength I'm going to use it to score a point for my team and then I'm going to actually because my team is so brilliantly um, um, put together I'm going to be knackered at the end of this run so I'm going to stay at full forward for a play because I know that somebody will go back and cover my spot. And who went back? Seamus Flanagan dropped back and covered wing back while Kyle Hayes was getting his breath back at full forward. And nobody basically had to tell him to do it. Like, they just, they are just, that's how good they are. That's a combination of incredible skill, incredible physical prowess, and amazingly sort of constructed tactical ease with each other. They're an extraordinary sports team, and it's. Uh, I think. I think this season, as much as any of the others, maybe more so than any of the others, they've just shown it. They've just shown how good they are. What a like, what a brilliant sort of package they are. Um, and yeah, look, Galway uh, have to spend the winter trying to get up to that level, trying to work out. Are they? Are, are, is there something fundamentally uh, wrong with them? But there is an extent to which you have to go. Do you know what? The other crowd are they aren't normal. Like they're 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 better than they're better than you know what it takes 
to win an average All-Ireland. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yo, I'm getting ready to push y'all up on something, man. Yo, put your respect. Put your respect on my name. I won five, five World Cups. It's personal between me and I'm going to give you some serious arm, you big stiff idiot. Okay, all right. Who are the people who are going to get together and go, ooh? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo. Arcante and Rudiger are going to be like, ooh. As for the Quetta and Jorginho, like, ooh. Little pack of alpha dogs, like, ooh. Is Mason Mount the senior man? Ooh. Who's it? Who have we got here? You know, he thinks he's he thinks he's the dogs. He thinks he's all that. We're live on Channel Five. All right, go on one more. Also, they're gonna need ten plumbers to do you when I'm done finish with you. Also, you are getting it. And ahead of the Talchin Cup final this weekend between Down and Meath, Shane Horgan and I indulged in some unbridled nostalgia for the first All-Ireland final we ever attended, the 1991 final between the same teams. Uh, we'll get to how I managed to get past the gate in a minute, but Shane was there in a playing capacity, taking the field as part of the Mini 7s exhibition game. And as you can imagine, the selection process was an example of the ruthless GA Darwinism that you'd expect from the early 1990s. Maybe the most stressed out I've ever been in my life. <laughs> Imagine, like, Jesus. And everything's rolling on it. And you don't yeah. find out. You don't find out until later on. And, and I remember our, our um, coach. I hope they uh, lined sorry. you up like uh, all of you in a big row. Uh, good hustle today. You're cut. You're cut. Horgan, you stay. Collier, well, you stay. You You're laugh. Cut. <laughs> you laugh. But it wasn't a million miles about that. It wasn't. Our, our, our headmaster um, let us know. And we were all in great humour because we were going on a school trip. And I think, you know... I can't remember the place we used to go, but it was a school trip. And this was a sort of highlight of your sixth class, you know, crescendo of your experience yeah, in primary yeah, yeah. school where you got to go away on an overnight trip um, um, with with the class. And this was this is a big school trip. And we were all going there and everyone happy, you know, on the bus. We all had our suites ready to go, <laughs> going to have a brilliant time. And um, the uh, headmaster came down to the back of the bus and sort of uh, informed um, the guys of who was going to play and who'd been picked to go on yeah. that. Which was, you know, 
I think the sentiment was great because we were all celebrating. Yeah. Of course, he had forgotten that there was a, other guys that had been on those trials that didn't get picked and thought they might get picked. So there was <laughs> oh, tears Jesus. in the corner of the bus <laughs> oh, on the way to the school trip. It was horrific. Um, so it was, you know, while half the half of us were celebrating, then I remember this poor guy was in sort of tears in the corner. So I don't think that's the selection process, uh, hopefully, that they <laughs> no. go through anymore. So take us back to the day then. Where did you get togged out? Where did you watch the, the senior game? from and most importantly do you remember how you played because I am actually uh, I am a, a, a mini sevens vet myself but it was a, before Galway Sligo in the opening round of the Connacht Championship in 1995 so I'm going to say not quite as glamorous but I do remember uh, like taking it unbelievably seriously oh. and like being very eager to show my very best while I was out there Oh, nothing could be more serious absolutely yeah, nothing yeah, could be yeah. more serious and the day was brilliant because um, well because we got tickets to the All-Ireland Final that was the biggest thing yeah, almost yeah, you yeah. know and um, you know my parents came up and we got parking in What's the name? Is there a sort of is there a convent across the road from 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 Crow Yeah, Park, it's the Clonliffe, the the, yes. the the oh the um the Archbishop's ground, yes, basically. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we got to get we got a parking pass for that, which was you know incredible because you know trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. any matches that we went to were always a disaster trying to get park and we we're miles away and then the walk to the stadium. But this, you know, it was it was real, you know, VIP, VIP stuff, stuff as we yeah, thought yeah. at the time. <laughs> and then um, they brought us in. I, I like listen, my, my memory is a little bit foggy, but I remember getting the kit out and getting the Mead kit, which again was kind of remarkable because it could have been anybody playing in, in that all Ireland, but because it was Mead and I was on the Mead team representing Mead and, 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 and Leicester Province it was um, you know it really felt so special um, my hair was combed to within an inch of its life by my dad you could you could have landed a plane down my parting let me tell you uh, so uh, freshly haircut so um, you know really socks pulled up really smart and um, then I remember we were in think that you know one of the sides I think it was the Cusick stand I think yeah. that's where we were and um then we sort of waited there. Then we were brought down and and played the game, played the, the match, which went over obviously in in a flash. It's only it must be you know what is it seven minutes long? Not yeah, even maybe, that. Maybe yeah. yeah. Um, I remember being thrown a bit because um, uh, it was only it was meant to be only you know uh, one pa one one solo one hop. That's all you're allowed to mm. in sevens. Um, but um, the rules were being uh, flagrantly <laughs> <laughs> breached with uh, some massive solo runs by, by others. It took me a while to, to cop on that it was a free-for-all and I was going to get in on this. So I didn't score. I remember I hit, hit, a, hit a, um, a kick into the goalie's uh, arms, but, but I was pretty happy, you know. I was ta- I was, yeah. you know we were taken off, we were tr- uh, rotated out, but I was really happy with it. And then we went back up. And I remember sitting in full kit in the yeah, Cusick yeah, stand. Yeah. Um, and then sort of Mead me came out and we've got flags and, and it was brilliant. And, you know, of course my expectation was that there was no way this Mead team could do anything but mm. win. You know, that it felt like it was, you know, it was not only that it felt it was written in the stars, but, you know, these guys were, were superhuman after what had they gone through with um, with Dublin. And then, it, like, they, they drew, didn't they? The next game they drew yeah, with, to, with to, to, was, it, Wicklow. was it Wicklow? Was it? Yeah, 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 I, I think remember it was that. Wicklow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and as if, uh, you know, that seemed like an unusual punishment for them after having gone through what they did with, yeah. with Dublin. Um, but they just felt no, like, there's no way that... Um, Mead couldn't win that All Ireland, and and I remember being broken hearted, bro, and also almost in shock because it was like Mead just come back. That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to talk to two other lads who brought the boots that day. Double All Ireland winners, Mead's Mead's Liam Hayes and Downs Connor Deegan 
in just a few minutes. But it sounds like you got the VIP treatment. You earned your ticket fair and square. As for me, well, my entry was a little sketchier. Uh, my father stopped me about 50 yards. He, so he told me on the Friday night, you're going. I was like over the moon. About 50 yards from the entrance to the old Cusick stand, he turns to me and says, now, obviously, you, you don't have a ticket of your own. This was not <laughs> obvious to me at all. Yeah, like, at yeah. all. So if the lad at the turnstile doesn't let you in, don't be afraid to turn on the waterworks, says Tony Murphy. <laughs> this was a job I was prepared to do with, uh, and it, with a degree of aplomb. So the idea of spending three hours outside Crow Park on my own while Dad watched the game with his friends was not something I was, I was going to look forward to a whole pile. Even at that stage, I was not a small lad, as you can probably imagine, even at nine, but I was thrown over the turnstile and I was in. So after that, I remember a, a few things above all else. Uh, our seats were at the Hill 16 end of the old Cusick stand. So we were basically perched directly over where all the down fans were congregated. So the red and black flags on the hill looked like incredibly colourful and vibrant. And then I remember walking up the steps of the old Cusick stand. It was So you're kind of walking up the back of it. You, so you don't see the pitch until you you come out onto the, the 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 arena itself. The intense green of the playing pitch, the blue GA logo of the time emblazoned right on the centre of the field. It's all incredibly uh, redolent for me still. I remember this, stu- this stuff unbelievably well. And I suppose that's what first All-Ireland Finals are. Um, you know, that, that they are just landmarks in kids' lives. And, you know, funny, I actually thought you might have been at a few before then. So I was nine. You would have been nine in 88, was it? So I thought maybe there was a chance you might have been to a, a final before then. But you would have gone to a lot of games in Crow, Crow Park at that stage. You would have gone to those Dublin Mead games, would you? Yeah, I, I went to the All-Ireland semi-final in, in 87. And I, I was very young. It's a very sort of, um, you know, very vague memory for me. Mm. Um, but we didn't go to that many games. Um, you know, we, we wouldn't have... Been you know, my dad was all rugby with him, so um, anything uh, with, with Gaelic would have been more through the school, and then actually, sort of, dad sort of got involved in it and sort of, you know, embraced it, and then yeah. we went. I think I went to either two or three of the of the uh, the Dublin games uh, that year, the, the the replays, which which were all amazing. I, I had to laugh there when you said your dad said, you know, if you get to the uh, if you get to the gate and they won't let you in, turn on the waterworks. I'm thinking that won't be a problem. You know, if I think no. I'm going to an All Ireland really final and the guy problem. won't let me in, I'm yeah. going to be in tears. So <laughs> that, that's going to happen. Um, but. You know, I, like all those sort of memories of of being, you know, being very young and going to Crow Park are, are, um, you know, they're very, um, you know, forming. You know, mm. and, and they they're a big part of, of your growing up, and and also the kind of those type of experiences with dads are hilarious as well because. I don't know. They all seem to be chancers. At yeah, that age exactly. as well. Like, literally every dad in Ireland in the nineteen nineties was just chancing his arm at least like three hours a day every day. Uh, I like, I remember. You know, um, <laughs> it was certainly been left over uh, the 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 styles a, a good few times. But uh, my brother was permanently, you know, uh, over the styles. Uh, <laughs> even if he had me a ticket, it was one of us was going over. But I also <laughs> remember my dad. He probably won't thank me for telling this story. But I remember him parking on Nassau Street one time because uh, he had to run in and get something. And and, and you know, obviously. No parking there. Very busy yeah. at the time with the bus routes, and um, he was like, he was worried because there was, you know, there was guards all over the place. And he he says to me, "Oh well, listen, you know, um, don't worry. If uh, you know, if a guard comes, just tell him I've gone to get water for the engine." 
And can you imagine? Like, I think I was eight years of age. So why do you want me to lie to a guard? <laughs> because you don't want to pull in around the corner <laughs> at the car park. So, um, yeah, and I did. And I did. And, uh, and it was all right. We'll have all of our GA heavy hitters on next week with Paul Flynn, Michael Murphy and Jamie all lined up. But there's something else coming down the track next week as well. <laughs> you are, but you've had that belief throughout the campaign. We're the underdogs, and we always are, but we love it. And we've been able, lucky enough, to play with our idols. Emma Bourne is here tonight. Livio Till is in the crowd over there. They've paved the way for us to be able to do this tonight. Come out and support us. That's the only thing that we need. Like people come out and support us, but no vocal support. They just watch and listen and look and observe. We need people like Scream or Come On Ireland, like, you know, to get us going. A gimmick? This is far from being a gimmick, Pete. And because this is a very serious business. It's very much unrecognised how skillful some ladies can be in, in, in the game. Here's McCabe, she wants to shoot McCabe, and it's deflected, there's a goal! Katie McCabe! What happens if the girls start to go steady with their boyfriends? An Ireland lead against the number two side in the world! We're not asking for much, only respect. Now it's O'Sullivan, and there's the run of Barrett, and Barrett's giving herself a chance here. Amber Barrett in on goal, Amber Barrett! Makes it on two! Yes, it's the start of the Women's World Cup with Ireland making their debut in the opening game of the... Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Tournament against co-hosts Australia on Thursday morning, our time. It's set to be an absolutely epic few weeks. We'll bring you the very best coverage, so why don't you have a think about joining up? It's five euro a month plus VAT, depending on where you are in the world. You get full access to all six shows every week, as well as our extensive back catalogue. We'd love to have you along. Go to secondcaptains.com forward slash join and take it from there. Otherwise, we'll chat to you on Monday. And don't forget, Second Captains is part of the ACAST Creator Network. That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sport's important. <laughs>